Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is David Hill. I'm one of your fantasy football salary captains. You can find me on Twitter at David underscore Hill 99. And I wanted to just do a quick solo segment for you guys tonight because I am thinking about rookies. Uh, Yes, I just drove down nine hours from North Carolina to Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl. Just got settled into my cozy little Airbnb. Uh, Shout out to Melissa and Ashley for putting up a really good spot. Super comfortable. If you guys are ever in Mobile, Alabama, look them up. They've got a really nice, um, safe spot. And uh, it's pretty stoked. Pretty awesome, man. This is my first year coming down. Uh, Mobile is a really pretty area. This is actually my first trip to the Gulf Coast at all. I'm more of a West Coast guy. I moved to the East Coast a couple years ago. And I've never been down this way, so I'm excited to kind of explore Mobile and get to meet some players tomorrow, hopefully. Uh, maybe we can get an interview for our podcast. That would be awesome. And then on Saturday, I'm going to be going to the game, uh, sitting on the 50-yard line and hopefully intermingling with some other fantasy uh, experts and draft experts and that sort of thing. Maybe I'll see Bruce Allen uh, from my Redskins and tell him to... Uh, Tell them to draft more Alabama players or some shit like that. Um, but before, the, without me getting you know off topic too much, guys, I'll just like jump right into it. Um, let's talk about some rookie strategy. Now, this is for anybody that maybe is new to salary cap or transitioning from like a dynasty league to a salary cap. I want to give you guys my tips so that you can ace your draft and not make some mistakes. Let's start off uh, by going through my positional groups, what I value more, and what I devalue and why in a rookie startup. And this is not, this just adds a different dynamic rather than who's a better player uh, or who's a good fit for my team. But you got to think of it in terms of the cap. You always got to mind the cap, baby. Let's start with the running back position. This is my number one most important position in a rookie draft. I want to leave with a starting running back. And the reason is, is because salary cap leagues give you a limited window of production that you're getting from each specific player that's on your team. You're paying these guys a portion of your cap to produce. And if you do not get a player that is going to produce for you right away, it's almost like you're wasting throwing money away. And so I like, at least if there is a, if there's the right player, right running back, I like taking him early, but I will tell you that do you, I do not like putting long-term contracts on running backs, period. I don't care if it's Le'Veon Bell, Zeke Elliott, Saquon Barkley, well, maybe Saquon Barkley, um, but I don't like getting um, tied up to uh, running backs especially that I, you know, win in an auction because they're more expensive. But rookies, um, I don't like tying up for a really long period of time because their shelf life is very limited. A two to three year window, a two to three year contract is more than enough for a running back. You'll know what you have by that point and you'll be able to get out from under him. But if you do invest a first round pick on a running back and he doesn't produce for you or if he gets injured, and you've signed him to a four, five, or six-year deal, then you're really um, doing it wrong. <laughs> um, you're not thinking salary cap. You're just thinking, you know, I like this player. And 
we always want to um, keep the cap in mind when we're making decisions about our roster. And so for a, a, a position that's as volatile but has as much upside as it do, does, running back is super important, but don't overcommit on the years. Now, I'm going to actually give you uh, one uh, break in that rule, and that's for late round running backs. Um, if there are running backs in the second, third, fourth, fifth round of your rookie drafts that are pass catchers, specifically pass catchers, I will give those guys um, a long-term deal, a max deal. And I'll tell you why. That's uh, very inexpensive for the most part, uh, depending on how your league is run. And uh, if it's a PPR, half PPR, that's also goes into it. But we run in a half PPR. And I like taking guys like Naheem Hines and Jalen Samuels and trying to hit on those type of players late in the draft and giving them a long-term deal if they are really a truly um, talented satellite back. Not a guy that maybe caught some balls in college, but I'm talking about guys that are proven route runners, um, versatile players, people that are going to get on the field but don't aren't a workhorse running back because they're less prone to injury and they also tend to stick in the league a little longer. I mean, just look at Darren Sproles. He's 34 years old and still kicking. And, you know, uh, when he was in San Diego and then in New Orleans, I mean, he was an absolute monster and he's just stuck around in the league for a long time because he has that skill set and not every running back does. So I like targeting those guys later in drafts and I like giving them a long-term deal if I can. Let's go to position number two, wide receiver. Now I kind of was up in the air between two position groups here because I do play in super flex leagues, wink, wink. Um, But I wanted to go with wide receiver because I feel like it's more of a consistent production position for my team. And that's always what I'm striving for. I want production out of my players because I'm paying you, you got to produce. And wide receivers tend to produce um, at a good clip. They're always a core of a good dynasty salary cap roster. And so I like to leave the draft with um, a couple of good receivers if I possibly can. Now, of course, these are uh, my rules. I'm just going to time out real quick. My rules are always, you know, changing depending on the player that's on the board. You know, um, you want to draft, you know, the best player. But if um, a player is, you know, if you're up between a couple, just keep these rules in mind. Now let's continue. All right. So wide receivers. I like to target slot wide receivers and I like to target athletic wide receivers Um, And I don't mean just guys that can run really fast. I'm talking about guys that are really sharp, crisp route runners, people that produce a lot in college, um, dominate the middle of the field, are not matched up against, uh, you know, the Marshawn Lattimore's of the world and, um, you know, getting shut down on a normal basis. The rookie wide receivers that start on the outside, like Corey Davis or, uh, DK Metcalf might be the one of those guys this year. They don't tend to produce right away. So I like to pr- look at st- slot wide receivers because they tend to get on the field pretty quick. Uh, they might give you return yards if you guys do return yards, but I love those guys. Uh, they tend to go a little bit later, so they're less money. And I like to lock them up for long term because uh, they tend to stick around in the league just like this pass catching running backs. It's very, very similar skill set. Uh, you can almost... Put them as a, just a flex P 
period. So let's say a guy like Greg Dortch, Debo Samuel, um, uh, Andy Isabella, guys this year that are coming out that are those type of slot wide receivers. I like getting them in the mid rounds of my rookie draft uh, because they get to produce right away. So if I can leave a draft with a great running back in my first pick and a nice solid slot wide receiver in the second pick, I'm happy. I don't even have to have the rest of my picks. I'll be happy with that. You might even sprinkle in a little satellite back on the end there, and you're doing it right, baby, because you're not going to tie up your salary in a long for long term, and any of those um, uh, running backs are going to get hurt, and uh, you guys got production, immediate production from your players, which is what we want in a salary cap league. Now, let me talk to you about the guys that are absolute studs. You know, let's say you have Nikhil Harry, at 101, which I do this year, and you really want a running back because David said get a running back number one. Um, well, I didn't exactly say that. I just say that it's like a tiebreaker for me, a tier, a tier break for me. And um, of course, if there's a stud, get your stud. You know, um, you can hold on to that guy. You can give him a max deal, and if he blows up, he blows up. There's a they're a little bit more risky than the other than the the strategy talking about but if they hit man like it's it's absolutely worth it um but i would just caution you against investing in guys that are going to take a couple of years to develop uh let's say you wanted to get Auden tate this last uh rookie draft and uh, you got Auden tate instead of trey quinn um well moving forward you know, I think Trey Quinn's probably going to get more targets and more catches and going to be produ- produced better. And Auden Tate might turn into a great receiver, but it's for those type of players, contested catch guys that need to learn how to separate and, you know, break from coverage and that sort of thing and learn an offense. And they're matched up on the outside with tougher coverage. They're going to take a longer, uh, longer to produce. You know, think of guys like Tyler Boyd, um, you can get them cheap through a trade for the guy that did draft him in the rookie draft and gave him a five-year deal in year two or three when he hasn't done anything. And let's say you did like that guy, you can always go get him. Let him pay for the first two years where he's not doing anything, and you pick him up once he does start to produce or right before he starts to produce in year three, and you're winning, bro. Like This is, like, this is stuff that you need, just need to think about. When you're thinking about players, especially rookie players, don't just fall in love with the player or the name. Take a look at your situation and make sure you're getting the best value for every pick you make. Let's go to the third positional group, and that is quarterbacks. Now, I like getting a quarterback because I always tend to play super flex leagues. And if you're not playing super flex, I don't think you're doing it right, man. Super flex is awesome. And, um, so in a super flex leagues, quarterbacks are extremely valuable. And even though there might be better players on the board, it's always a safe pick. So if you're at the end of the first round and you really don't know what way to go, you can always default to a starting quarterback in the NFL. There's going to be guys just like every year that pop out of nowhere and end up going in the top 10, top five of the NFL draft this year. And uh, you want to get those guys. You don't want to get... Mike White, Tanner Lee, whatever, whoever the fuck, you know, is getting drafted as QB3 on the Dolphins. You want to draft guys that are having that have a shot to start right away. And uh, 
if an NFL team invests a first round pick, whether or not you like the guy or not, he's going to produce. And if you have a starting quarterback in a super flex league, you can trade him for pretty much anything you paid for him um, at the end. So you're not really risking a whole lot. And if he does hit and you have a cheap quarterback on your roster, it just gives you so much more flexibility to do other trades. And so keep that in mind. Quarterback is extremely valuable. They hold their value, and the money that you have to pay a rookie, period, tends to be less than what you would have to pay starting quarterback on the open market in your salary cap league. So just keep that in mind and sign them to a max contract. Now let's go to the last but definitely not the least, the tight end position. Now everybody wants to get a stud at the tight end position, but let's be honest, guys. For out of every five tight end that you think is going to hit big, it doesn't hit big. And if they do, they definitely don't do it in year one or year two, uh, unless they're George Kittle. So just keep that in mind. When you're investing in a tight end, that's why they're number four. Just know you're going to have a couple years where they're not producing. What I like to do, unless it's a lock guaranteed stud tight end, I like to wait till the end of the draft and pick up a couple guys um, maybe in the fourth or fifth round, guys that have pass catching ability. And totally ignore guys that um, are good blockers. If you hear people talk about this guy's really well rounded, he's just a good football player, stuff like that. Ink just nicks that right away. You want to get guys that are basically receivers, but play the tight end position. Guys like Ian Thomas last year. Uh, I drafted him and traded him to Clark. Um, but that was a solid pick because I can invest, you know, 1% of my cap for three or four years on a guy that has a potential to be a starter somewhere, but could get some run because he is going to be on the field as a, t- as a pass catcher a little bit earlier than those players that um, are those well-rounded guys that take two years to produce. Uh, so just keep that in mind. This is my general rookie draft strategy for um, the uh, for the salary cap format. I hope you guys enjoyed the content. If you did, please do subscribe, like the show, review us, and uh, definitely reach out to us on Twitter and let us know if you're down here in Mobile, excited for the Senior Bowl, or if you guys have a favorite player that you would like me to uh, maybe uh, snag a picture of or some some shit like that i don't know whatever your weird fantasy is um cool guys well i hope you guys enjoyed it have a great weekend and we'll catch you next time